Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. I love that song of all the Christmas carols I'd asked um, Holly to sing, Silent Night. It's one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> obviously, it's captured by the line in it, um, sleep in heavenly peace. We get the idea of the little baby Jesus lying in a manger in a feeding truck at peace. Brings the image of peace, doesn't it? I was thinking last night, actually, where we see him sleeping. Um, I know we use that imagery of him sleeping in a little manger. When you go to Mark 4, you find him actually sleeping again. But this time he was sleeping on a cushion in a boat in the middle of a storm. And so you go from Jesus asleep in peace to Jesus asleep in panic. Tells us that the disciples were panicking. They were fearing for their life. And Jesus was asleep um, in the middle of the storm. And it made me think of the last couple of years <clears throat> coming, rolling into March this year, will be two years from this whole pandemic thing started, that has created all kinds of hustle and bustle and panic and fear and everything else that goes along with that. And yet in the midst of all of that fear and all that panic, we get this image of Jesus asleep on a cushion in the stern of a boat. For those people who don't know what end of the boat the stern is, it's the blunt end. All right, the back. And here he is at the, uh, asleep in the middle of panic. And if you are in the midst of any fear or any panic or anything at the minute, can I assure you that Jesus is in full control? He knows all that is about to happen. In uh, Matthew 2, we read the story of the wise men. I love this story. I talked about it at the carol service. And um, it's interesting, actually, because Luke 2 um, records the shepherds coming to visit the baby Jesus never mentions the wise men, while Matthew 2 talks about the wise men, but never mentions the shepherds. And the reason for that was there were two separate times. Um, The shepherds arrived at Jesus' birth when he was just born. Um, They were guided to go and visit the baby as it was just born. The Magi came later. Um, It's hard to estimate when they came, but it was at least after Mary's purification at the temple, which is, which is 40 days, and it could have been anywhere up to two years. So they estimate uh, a rough guess that Jesus was probably one year old whenever the Magi um, came to see him. I know sometimes we forget that imagery and we see the, the um, wise men coming into the stable, um, but that's not um, technically are scripturally true. What is true is that the moment Jesus was born, something changed. Something changed in the very atmosphere. Something changed in the heavenly realm. Something even changed in universe where a star appeared and started to guide a bunch of wise men, maybe as far as from India or Arabia, to come and, and find out what this star was all about. 
It tells us, it gives us a couple of little clues in Matthew 2. It tells us that when they came into the house to visit Jesus, so that's a little clue that they weren't in a stable or in a cave when they came into the house. Um, they, they followed the star. It tells us that um, actually there, there's, we're not even dead sure it was still in Bethlehem. It could have been in Nazareth. All right, we, we, we surmise Bethlehem because Herod said, go to Bethlehem. But they didn't do what Herod told them. They followed the star, and the star led them to where Jesus was. And here's what happened. It says that um, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary um, and his mother. At this time, I said that we, we could probably guess he's around maybe... Give or take six months, he's probably around a year old, all right? And um, that says they, they, they fell down, they totally surrendered. I've talked to you about this passage before. They fell down, something happened the moment they came into the presence of Jesus. It says they fell down, they totally surrendered, and they worshipped him. Something happens when you fall down when you totally surrender, when you worship God. We all are aware of the old song, um, the, the, the hokey pokey. <laughs> you all know the hokey pokey. You know, you put your right arm in, you put your right arm out, you put your right arm in and out and you shake it all about. And then we do the left arm and then we do the right leg and the left leg. I like the little bit where it says you put your whole self in. Maybe this year, hasn't been a year of surrender to Jesus for you. Maybe it hasn't been a year of worship. Maybe it's been a year of fear and panic. Maybe it's been a year where you've wondered even where Jesus was and you've put your right hand in and you've put your right hand out and you've even put your left leg in and your left leg out and you've sort of shook it all about but you've never really fully committed. And maybe this morning what Jesus is asking for you is just to put your whole self in. Put your whole self in. These magi, these wise men, however many there were, we know there were three gifts, but really there were more than just three gifts. They, surrender was a gift. They surrendered fully. They put their whole selves in. And when they put their whole selves in, <clears throat> they worshiped God in a powerful way. They began to worship. And it says that when they worshiped, they opened their treasure chests. I love that, that they, you can't give anything out of a closed shop. You can't give anything out of a closed chest. And so many of us this year, uh, or year and a half, has closed us all up. Life's events, grief, loss, sorrow, all of those things, sickness, I, I, all of that brings about sometimes where we just close up shop and we, we, we say, well, that life has hurt me and so I'm, 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 I'm just not going to go there again. Jesus, I think at this Christmas time, is looking you to put your whole self in. Look what they've done. It says when they opened their treasure chest, they gave them gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold, the most precious thing that they had. Frankincense, which is a resin. Myrrh, which is a resin as well, known by its black color. I love all these imageries of this, how they, we, could, we could say so many things about all of these gifts. But here's the thing, here's the thing. It says they give gifts um, of gold, 
frankincense and myrrh, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, listen to this, they departed to their own country by another way. They went home another way. I could talk on, but uh, this is not what Christmas morning is about. Christmas morning is about Jesus. It's about families coming together. But here's two things I would say to you, right? I would invite you this year to put your whole self in. And maybe this morning you need to go home another way. Maybe you've been coming and just going back to the same thing all the time, just back the same way, back into the same habits, back into the same things, back into the same old system. Maybe today what the Lord said to you, it's time to go home another way. I love these wise men. They weren't influenced by the most powerful man on the planet at this particular time, King Herod himself, and they weren't uh, influenced by him. They weren't, uh, they, they, they weren't influenced by him, and they weren't allowing him to put them under pressure. They followed the star. They followed the voice of the Lord, and um, they went home another way. And that's my encouragement to you today. You know, in the, <clears throat> in the whole idea of the frankincense and myrrh, I, I think I've told you this before, but frankincense, if you Google this, Google's a great tool, if you Google frankincense, you'll find that what they do is they, they scrape the bark of a tree and um, the tree begins to bleed and it forms a tear and they take the tear, <laughs> that's how they make frankincense, they take the tear and they make it out of that tear. And I wonder every time I read it, as I say, it could mean a hundred things to a hundred different people. But what if this year, what if this year, as we come to the close of it, that you were to give your tears? You see, it's easy for us to tell all the good things that have happened to us this year. It's easy for us to recollect and tell all the wonderful things. But what about the things that haven't worked out? What about the things that have just been a downright mess? What about the things that have caused you more tears than anything else this year. Wouldn't it be amazing that Jesus would say to you this morning, why don't you just give me those tears, those things that haven't worked? Why don't you give them to me? I, I remember Jerry, who gave you tea this morning and coffee. I remember Jerry saying to me after Jill died, I remember her reading Isaiah 53, and I'd never seen it before that Jesus actually just didn't die for our sin. He bore our sorrow, and he carried our grief. I, that, was, I, that was like a light to me, that Jesus just didn't die for my sin, but he died for my grief, and he died for my sorrow, and he died for the things that don't work. He died for the things that life brings that are rough and bad. And then the myrrh is known by its black color or resin as well. And what if, what if, as we close off here, what if um, even this morning the black stuff, the stuff that you wouldn't want anybody sitting around you to know about you, what if Jesus were to say to you this morning, just give me that as well? Because you see, after all, I did die for it. <laughs> I died for that. So why don't you just... Roll that off onto me as well. You know, there's just so much invitation in the gospel of Christ, isn't there? There's so much power in it. But hey, 
Time to put your whole self in. Time maybe to throw off all those things onto him and go home another way. May the Lord bless you and have a happy Christmas. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the lessons of Scripture that we can learn from stories of old. And we thank you for um, the birth of Jesus. We thank you how in the whole life events, how we see dreams coming and um, Joseph been told to go to Egypt uh, because Herod wanted to kill the boy and he killed all of the little boys two years and under. We think of how in a dream he came back and moved to live in Nazareth. And Father, we just pray that um, you would be with each and every one in this room today. Lord, we pray for those who are watching online. Lord, may this be the day that they put their whole selves in. Not in and out, but in to stay. And maybe just even go home another way, different than what they've ever done before. Not back to the same old, same old, but into life that's new and fresh in Jesus. So God, I pray that someone in this room or online today would pray that simple prayer. God, I repent of my sin. I'm sorry for what I've done. And I accept your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, come and fill me, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I tell you one little thing just before I finish? In the, <clears throat> in the Holy Land in 2019, we stood in Megiddo, and we looked over the, the Armageddon, where you read about in Revelation 14 through to 18, where it's like 180 miles, and they talk about in the Battle of Armageddon, where that's going to be filled with the horse's bridle with blood. And when I stood at Megiddo, which is at the end of the plain of Armageddon, and I looked up there, the thing about Israel, it's not that awful big. And when you're standing somewhere like that, you can see all the events, and you can see um, Sinai, and you can see um, Mount Horeb, and you can see all of these amazing landmarks from Megiddo as you look up the plain. And then nestled over here, just about halfway down the plain, and you can see it vividly. It's a little village, little village on a hill, Nazareth. <laughs> and you imagine that Jesus decided to grow up in a little town that overlooked all of Israel's history and all that's to come in Revelation. That's the God we serve this morning. So the Lord bless you. Have a lovely day with family and friends, and um, don't burn the turkey, whatever you do, and um, God bless you all. See you. Happy Christmas. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.